Welcome to PCC, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ. We're living out the Father God's love, and we're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. I got a couple of announcements for us. First of all, um, during the service, there will be a Christmas joy offering, and read all about it. There's a pamphlet that describes what that is. Um, next week, our very own Amy M. Sarah Sabala will be knocking it out of the park with her sermon. Um, make sure you don't miss it. Um, why don't we? Do you guys ever pass the peace? Yeah. Pass the peace of Christ instead of like mingling and you just pass the peace of Christ? I don't know. I've been the pastor here four years. We haven't done it. So would you stand up and pass the peace of Christ? And the way you do that is you say, peace of Christ be with you. And the other person says, also with you. Just in case you have never known that. Maybe it's just real soft. There it is. Would you please stand with me? And um, via the worship committee and mainly Reverend Sharon Yeager Leonard, um, we're, we're celebrating the end of Advent. We bumped up Advent and started it a week early. And Advent just means arrival. Um, and so we've been celebrating Advent for the past four weeks, and this is the fifth and this is also Christmas Eve. Everybody knows that, right? Okay, I'm in the right spot. And it's the right day. That's good. Um, and we're going to start worship with a call to worship similar to Easter's. And since Advent is over, as we celebrate this evening, we are celebrating Jesus Christ's first arrival. So I'm going to say, Jesus Christ has arrived. And you say, He has arrived indeed, okay? Jesus Christ has arrived. arrived Jesus Christ has arrived. arrived Jesus Christ has arrived.
morning. It's the tradition of this church for the pastor and um, his wife or family to light the Christ candle each Christmas Eve. So this is the fourth time that um, you will hear from us about what it means, what Christ means to us. And so um, we started Advent and Jason preached on Isaiah 9. And I just want to read one verse. It's Isaiah 9, 6. And it says, "For for, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The first time I heard Jason preach, I was in college, and he was preaching on the wise men during Advent. And I sat in the crowd, and I thought, I have never heard anyone preach like that. I have never heard anyone teach and he was saying things I had never heard, and I grew up in the church. And so afterwards, I had a list of questions for him. And I came forward, and I asked him my questions, and he answered all my questions. And um, I walked away thinking, man, that was incredible. I did not know that within six months, he would ask me on our first date, and four days later told me that he loved me and he was going to marry me, (laughs) scaring me to death. That's crazy. (laughs) And three years later, we were married right here. Uh, this, when he preached on this verse, um, he said something that I had never heard. He said that that phrase, wonderful counselor, is more literally translated as planner of wonder. And all Advent, I've just been thinking, God, show me your plans of wonder. And God has showed up, and he has showed me wonderful plans Wonderful plans sometimes that were too much for me to bear. (laughs) Wonderful plans that um, are difficult, but wonderful plans that always in the end point back to that God is in control and that God's love for us and his plans for each of us, they're good, and that God shows up. So in Christ this morning, as we celebrate his arrival, I just praise God for his plans of wonder in my life and in this church and in all of your lives. So, thank you. His name is indeed Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Eternal Father. That Prince of Peace that mighty God yearns to have an intimate, deep relationship with each one of us. Together, let us get ourselves into right relationship with God and neighbor. God of grace and truth, in Jesus Christ you came among us as light shining in the darkness. We confess that we have not welcomed the light or trusted good news to be good. We have closed our eyes to glory in our midst, expecting little and hoping for less. Forgive our doubt and renew our hope so that we may receive the fullness of your grace and live in the truth of Christ the Lord. Amen. Our God is good. He is slow to anger, and he is full of compassion. 
He loves each one of us, each one of us. And he forgives all who humbly repent and trust in Jesus, his son, our Savior. My friends, on this Christmas Eve, 2023, God says to each one of us, in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven.
much. Thank you so much, Tim. Uh, are you for, ready for, to forever proclaim it? Right? That's what we're here for, right? Um, thank you. First of all, thank you for coming this morning. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me as your pastor. Thank you for just being you. I, just wanna, I haven't said that in a while. I haven't said to you guys how much I appreciate being your pastor, and uh, all the love I feel is reciprocated. We're studying John 1, and if you don't know this, there's four Gospels. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptics, and they tell the birth story of Jesus um, to begin their Gospels, and they were all written before John wrote his Gospel, and John as you may, if you've been around here, when I've talked about John, Jesus had two best friends. One's Peter, one's John. And um, John starts his gospel in a totally different place. And he, he doesn't tell the birth story. Um, he actually tells the cosmic story. The story of Jesus Christ coming to earth as viewed through the lens of the universe. Um, There's a woman named Morna Hooker, and she wrote this book on the beginnings of the four Gospels. And what she says is, the synoptics tell the story of Jesus. John goes straight to theology. What is the coming of the Christ Tell us about God, the Father who sent him. 
So I just wanted to give that as an introduction before we read John 1, and I'll be reading the first 17 verses. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man. This man was sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own. He came to what was his own, and his people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory The glory as of Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace. Upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful Spirit, speak through me. May my words drop to the ground and be quickly forgotten. May your words that are spoken through me take root, move us, change us from the inside out like only you can. And all God's people said, man, we're in a dangerous spot. Have you met me? Okay, what time is it? Oh my goodness. I, uh, the, the dangerous spot, everybody's kind of scared. They're like, what's this guy going to do? The people that don't know me. I'm just saying, there's a lot here, and we could be here for three hours easily. We could, this text has so, so much, right? Oh, there's some pastors in the room, they're going, okay, okay, I, I see where he's going. I, I need to make lunch. I'm going to skim through that text and just make sure that all it's touched on, but I want to drill down at the very beginning. So just hang with me, okay? Is everybody with me? Okay, good, good. 
Jesus is God. Jesus is creator. Jesus in him is life. In him is the light. To all who receive him, they become children of God. Children of light. Eugene Peterson says of that next section that God himself moved into the neighborhood. That's how he translates that in the Greek. Jesus came to that which he created and was not known by that which he created. That's just a quick little word to all those that are suffering having a blue Christmas. Do you know what I mean by blue Christmas? You've lost somebody. Maybe this is the first Christmas without your mom, without your dad, without a cousin that you love. Maybe you're going through some rough stuff that you couldn't see. You couldn't see it coming. The God of the universe emptied himself into the sun. God, wrapped in flesh, and that which he created did not know him. There's an awesome book called um, The Way It's Not. It's, it's actually called Abreviary on Sin. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Talk to me afterwards if that's you. Talk to somebody um, if you need to be met by the deep suffering of Christ. Don't leave this place without grabbing somebody and telling them about it because that's what we're here for. Um, And then he moves on and he relates with the world perfectly. And John has been reading the same mail that the author of Hebrews says. Um, His suffering actually made him more perfect in that it made it accessible to us as human sufferers. And then he, um, he alludes to Moses, and he says Moses was really good stuff, and this was all foretold by all the prophets that Jesus was going to show up, and John the Baptist was all about being that character, pointing, he's, he's the Lamb of God, he's the one. And then through Jesus, we receive grace upon grace. Is that music to anyone else's ears? Nowhere else. You go to Target, you don't get grace upon grace. You go to the grocery store, you don't get grace upon grace. You come here this morning, you get grace upon grace. You've messed up. Look to your right, look to your left, look at this pastor. So have we. We receive grace upon grace. And then I'll save the last point for... The end, you know. I want to drill down. That's the skim through. I want to drill down in just those first opening words. First of all, you got to notice he compares it. It's the beginning of Genesis, right? In the beginning. And he says, Jesus is God. Let that sink in a little. This buddy Jesus, this 
this false representation of Jesus that's floating around. It's nice, but it can also be dangerous. We're big girls and we're big boys. We need a God-sized problem solver. He opens with the absolute truth of why we are here this morning. Jesus is God. Nothing that was created was created not through him. What does that mean? And I have the application, is Jesus your God? I like that people are like, yes, yes. Yeah, I like the connection. You can say yes, yes or no. Yes. Okay, good. This is fun. I'm in the right place again. Okay, Jesus is God. I read that last night with just a small group of people that come to the Saturday Night Live. Not Saturday Night Live. <laughs> the Saturday Night Service. And people started applauding. At first I thought it was because that was a lot of text and they were proud of me that I read that whole thing. <laughs> but then I asked and they said, no, it's because this is absolutely phenomenal news. The Messiah that was proclaimed in all these books up until here this whole portion help us on the way help us on the way this place is miserable help us on the way 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 there's not a single page in this portion of the text that isn't crying out for a savior and then john opens with your savior has arrived jesus is god When he was creating the oceans, separating land from water, who was there? Jesus. When he was placing the stars in the sky, where where was Jesus? He was there. When he was creating dolphin, mainly for my wife's pleasure as she looks out at the ocean, who was there? Jesus the Christ. And then he keeps going. He drills down. He says says the the next step, he says, Jesus is creator. And I've already gotten into that. Jesus is life. Is Jesus your God? Is Jesus your creator? Pop quiz. Does Jesus make mistakes? Next time you look in the mirror, think of that. You are absolutely, exactly as God has designed you to be. Any voice that says different is a fool and wrong. This is a place where we come and we hear from God's word and I show you in a mirror, you are absolutely beautiful. You are stunning. Married people, raise your hands. 
How many of you, as you're walking out the door, ask your spouse, how do I look? What's the correct answer? <laughs> Beautiful, even when you look crazy. I never get told, uh, there's always something wrong with me, just to let you know that. <laughs> but as I'm walking into this building, as I'm walking out of this building, as I'm looking up to the sky, as I'm looking at a sunset, as I'm looking at the ocean, as I'm looking at anything, I ask my creator, how do I look? And my creator's response will always be absolutely as I designed you to be beautiful. Is Jesus your creator? Own it. Walk into that beauty. You ever been told you've been, you're, you're something and you're told so many times that you're something that you start to be, become that thing? Do that with Jesus the Christ. Jesus is life. Right? I quote the great theologian Prince. Electric word life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. Life. Look at my stole. Notice it's white on one side, black on the other. Do you know what day in the um, liturgical calendar the black stole is used? You guys are theologically correct. I'm very impressed. Good Friday. Notice this text goes there. This text mentions the cross. This text mentions Good Friday. He came into the world, the light of the world. He walked straight through the darkness. He walked straight through death with you in mind, with me in mind, with his church in mind. And then what does John say? The darkness did not overcome it. Ain't got nothing on me. That's what Jesus says to death. Ain't got nothing on me. Where is thy victory, O death? Where is thy sting? It's gone. Because I am light. This is Jesus speaking, not Jason Warren Griffiths. This is Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Is Jesus your light? Jesus is our, is our God. Jesus is our creator. Jesus is life. Jesus is our light. How do we access this? First, we receive. That's the only thing we're called to do. Have you ever been standing out in the, uh, just the beach and you've been maybe in... Oh, I'll tell you the story. I remember um, I was looking for a job 
were looking to get out of Muskegon, Michigan, I, I, um, I texted a friend, and the friend texted back, show me a picture of the sun. <laughs> Do you remember, have anybody lived in the Midwest? As I was moving to Muskegon, Michigan, I had this funny guy, his name was Russ Mackey, and he says, I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is it only snowed three times in Muskegon, Michigan last year. I'm like, yes. And he said, the first time it was for 37 days, the second time it was for 69 days, and the third time it was for 72 days. And I was like, oh my goodness. But I didn't really fathom that. Moved to Muskegon, you don't see the sun. And I was applying for this job in Texas, and I remember landing on the ground, and I remember seeing the sun, and I remember just going, I want to bring all of this back in. I want to store up this sunlight to get me through. That's what we need to do. That's it. Receive. In fact, open up your hands like this. This should be our posture this year. If I run into you in 2024, I want you walking around like this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be crazy, but that would be amazing as well, because it would, it's defenseless. It's servant-hearted. It brings us, we've been singing on numerous occasions this morning, as I go to my knees, that's it. That's the secret, submit. It's easy, but it's difficult, Right? Right? And then what's the other thing? John always uses this. When he says believe, pastuo, he, he, uh, he puts it in the participle type. And he, um, it's not head knowledge. Believing isn't like those candles are lit, you know? I believe that. It's like a head, it's not that. Um, his belief is is more of an action. It's an action, right? You believe something like, um, I believe this stool will support my weight. That's how we usually say, hey, I believe this stool will support my weight. I'm a big guy. Is it going to support my weight? I don't know. When I show that I believe that this thing will support my weight is when I'm right here, Right? This is what Paul, uh, John is calling us to. But he's, he one-ups it. He says, receive, those who receive and believe into. He calls us to this. Believe into. All of me is on this, right? On this stool. I believe into this, this stool that it will support my way. John is saying, receive that Jesus is your God and believe into him. John is saying, Jesus is your creator. Believe into him. Jesus is life. Don't get on any other trains. Don't get any any other seat. Believe into Jesus the Christ. 
Jesus is the light. And then he goes to us. This is what happens when we believe into this light. He ends it with, God displayed himself in Jesus walking out and believing into his Father, right? He displays to the world Jesus if we, PCC, believe into and receive Jesus we become conduits. Conduits of what? Grace and truth. Say that. Grace and truth. We believe into Jesus the Christ. We become those. We, we're all about those two things. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now we're going to sing Away in the Manger. The angel said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you, You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And now would you please stand and sing Away in a Manger. We continue in worship. Um, is anybody here grateful? I am too. 
And out of that gratitude, out of that full cup in which our blessings from God flow over, we continue in worship by offering our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings. This morning's tithes, offerings, and gifts are now received. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests on his shoulders. Arise, shine, for your light has come. We are called to arise and to bring that light, to reflect its glow. As we pray our Christmas prayer, we are shining that light to all we pray for. Mother Teresa once said, It is Christmas every time you let God love others through you. Pray with me. Loving God, we give you thanks as we recall the holiest of nights when you gave us your Son, the Lord of the universe, wrapped in swaddling clothes, the Savior of all, lying in a lowly manger. On this holy day, draw us into the mystery of your love. Tomorrow morning, as Christmas bells ring out across the land, announcing good tidings of great joy, let our hearts respond with joy and love, that the light has shone in the darkness, 
and Christ the Lord has come. Anoint our children with a sense of wonder and reverence that will never leave them and enable those of us who are older to rediscover a feeling for mystery during this special season. Empower us by your Spirit, O God, to be Christ's presence in the world, even as Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. Like the prophets of old, we pray for our world, for peace for all nations, for wars to cease, for peace and justice for all peoples. We pray for Israel, for the Ukraine, for all areas where there is unrest. Bring peace, we pray. We pray that you bring true joy to the world. Following the shepherds, help us to keep watch over this community, to those entrusted to our care, and to all who need protection in the darkness. May our ministry to the needy here impact and change lives. Like the angels, help us to offer signs of hope, comfort, and joy to all we meet, to families, friends, and strangers who come to the door. To those who still seek a sign of your love, May we become that sign as we do justly and love mercy. Help us to bear witness to the light. We have seen your glory. Help us to share the joy that others may see and believe and have new life in you. Let our Christmas worship extend far beyond the hymns and prayers and words spoken here this morning. O God, you are known in the bleakness of wilderness times, as well as in the magic of this Christmas season. You who abide with your children in times of suffering and hardship, in times of joy and plenty, hear now these prayers we make from the varied places in our lives. Give peace and strength to those who are lonely or distressed or angry. Grant rest and renewal to those who are tired and weary. Touch with healing all bodies that are sick, minds that are disturbed, hearts that ache. Comfort those who mourn the loss of a loved one. Comfort, comfort your people, we pray. Great God, illumine our paths with the light of Christ's presence, that we may clearly see the way the truth, and the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep us alert for the signs of the gentle touch of your hand upon our world, whether it be a star in the sky or a voice in the night. Help us to have the courage to follow where you lead and to rely on your guiding presence along the way. We ask all these things, In the name of Jesus, the Christ, whose birth we celebrate today. Amen. And then scripture tells us, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him 
in the manger. Would you please stand now and sing Silent Night? doesn't get much better than that, does it? May God's radiant light beam on you. And may the Holy Spirit open you up fully that you might receive it. And then through that same Holy Spirit, that same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, 
May God's radiant beams of light flow through you out into the world, out into this dark world that needs the hope of that dawn of redeeming grace you and I have. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, may it be so. Amen.